the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, from time to time on the Paracast, we like to look at other opinions, especially informed skeptics who have a very important point of view and can set people who maybe go a little too far over the edge in terms of belief systems on the straight and the narrow. In other words, we try to provide a balance for that. So our guest co-host is Kurt Collins, and on his suggestion and others, we've invited Mick West as not only a skeptic, but someone who has interacted with conspiracy theorists and is the author of Escaping the Rabbit Hole. Mick, welcome to the Paracast. And I kind of think when you try to escape a rabbit hole in this day and age, where do you go anymore? Everything's a rabbit hole. Indeed. The idea here is to get out of rabbit holes that uh, are not healthy and perhaps get into rabbit holes that are healthy. There's plenty of interesting rabbit holes that you can go down without going down the deep end, so to speak. I'm looking at your bio and I want to get the beginning here. You didn't wake up one morning as a child saying, I'm going to be a skeptic. That's not something you do, is it? It is not, no, but it is something that kind of dates back to my childhood. When I was young, I was uh, very interested in reading about things like uh, the supernatural, like ghost stories. I used to read 14 Times, and there was a a periodical in the UK called uh, Unexplained. I think it was Mysteries of Time, Space, and other things. You know, it was uh, just the the general type of uh, weird topics. And I really loved reading about them. I I found them fascinating. Uh, Things like spontaneous human combustion and uh, UFOs and Bigfoot and things like that. And then I got into later in life kind of reading a lot of science fiction. So I was was very interested in kind of the ideas about, you know, space travel and, and aliens. You know, I found that fascinating. And then kind of later on in life, I did other things that were kind of more scientific based, kind of mathematical based. I became a computer programmer and started making video games, which required a lot of, you know, mathematical knowledge. And then when I came out at the other end of that, when I kind of came into retirement, I kind of melded all of my interests together. I took like my technical knowledge and my my interest in things like the supernatural and and uh, UFOs and and conspiracy theories, and decided to start writing about them. And, and here I am. Would I recognize any of the games that you've done? You would recognize one, I think, which is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which was a very famous skateboarding game back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, it's one of those things that if you're not not a gamer, you might not recognize it. But ask ask around and people will be familiar with it. Well, we do have gamers in our audience and I will take your word for it here. Now, when we look at various belief systems and we'll get into conspiracy theories in a moment, do you see at all a tendency for more and more people to reject science? I don't want to get into things like COVID-19 or anything like that. I think that's for the shows that deal with politics, and I want to avoid the politics as much as possible. But do you see a general tendency on the part of people to simply say, science ain't doing it for me? Well, it's interesting because I think most people don't have much use for science in general. 
you know, a lot of people, they, they learn a bit of science at school. And then it's not really something that you use later in life. You know, stuff like mathematics, you don't really use that either. I mean, who uses algebra in their daily life? You know, very, very few people. You know, I do, but you know, most people do not. And so I think this kind of, in a way, this disconnect from science has always been there. You know, there's also a kind of a, a tradition, I think, of rebelling against authority, which is a very American thing to do. And in some ways, I think science is seen as being you know, this authority and people like to rebel against it. But I think what we're seeing now perhaps isn't so much an increase in that anti-science sentiment, but more of a, a surfacing of it and an amplification of it. You know, we hear more about what people feel about science and about scientists because of the internet. People are allowed to get into groups, not, not allowed, but the other, they're you know, encouraged to get into groups because that's what the internet you know, encourages. You get these kind of groups where the message gets amplified because people are all kind of talking about the same type of thing because they're all, you know, have the same interests. And it, it seems like there's a lot more rejection of science, but I kind of feel like it's similar to how it's always been. You know, you look back through history and there's always been these various types of anti-science movement, uh, you know, going back to the Luddite movement in, in the UK, where people were rebelling against these newfangled machines in factories, and they, they went in and burnt down the factories. It wasn't really like it was more anti-technology rather than anti-science, but it's, it's anti-progress. It's something that we have a very long history of you know, throughout the world. So in the sense of the world in which we live now, where we have this paranormal universe, is that all anti-science, or is there any science to any of it? This well, is go obviously going to lead into 10,000 questions, but let's yeah, get into it. That's a big question. It's a big question. And you know, obviously, like the thing about paranormal and the supernatural, you know, they're kind of, are, by definition, things that are outside of, of conventional science. You think of paranormal, it's, it's beyond normal. And you know, these, these, these topics are things that naturally fall outside of the realm of science. And we're always going to have things like that. We're always going to have people who are you know, speculating about what might be beyond what we know. And there's no reason not to. And there's, this, is, you know, this is how science progresses, is by people imagining things uh, beyond what science tells us now, and then kind of checking to see uh, if these things are true or not. I think where we get into problems is where people start to accept things that are outside of science as being true uh, without them really having the the evidence of the things that are kind of inside science. You know, normal science is, is usually backed by a lot of evidence and research and, uh, and things like that. Whereas the paranormal is kind of, it's a different set of evidence. It's a lot more based on individual experience. You know, people believe in the paranormal uh, a lot of the times because they personally have had some experience uh, that seems to validate the paranormal and not because of scientific research. So yeah, in some ways they're related, but they're really quite different. Certainly, though, something regarded as paranormal today could become accepted science tomorrow. Sure, yeah. And there are obviously things that uh, seemed like magic in the past, like uh, magnets. You know, how do magnets work? That's, that's magic. You know, one rock attack makes another rock move. It's something that seems like, like magic. Uh, meteorites, like rocks falling out of the sky. 
you know, it seems like they're being hurled to the ground by the gods. It's uh, it's something that seems to be absolutely incredible. And meteorites uh, used to be something that science denied. They actually thought that people were making it up. They were making up these stories of rocks falling out of the sky until one day they actually figured out that a rock actually did fall out of the sky because they, they saw it fall. They saw the track uh, in the sky and they were able to triangulate where it landed and they dug it out and then they analyzed it and they saw it was a, you know, it was a rock from outer space. So science is always progressing forward into things that you know, might previously have seemed to be to be magic. But that doesn't mean that everything that seems like magic now is going to become science in the future. Some of the things that seem like magic now might actually be mistakes or illusions, but you know, we don't we don't know for sure. And hopefully you can explain it. I'm going to ask you one very deep question, but we'll have to do our break in a moment. And that is, of all the paranormal things you've explored over the years, have you ever found something that you say, you know what, guys, I do not understand what this is. We really need to look further. Okay, Mick West is author of Escaping the Rabbit Hole. And on the Paracast, sometimes we like the rabbit hole and we exist within it to see what's going to happen. And not because of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or I Am the Walrus for all you Beatles fans. With Gene and Kurt, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. You've heard that supply lines are down or moving slow. Or moving slow. And that most everything costs more these days. Costs more these days. But good news. High-quality Sunny Bay products are in stock and ready to ship now because they're made in the USA. Like our extra-long neck heating pads, they provide soothing relief to painful sore necks and backs, are microwavable, and come in a variety of colors and patterns. What a great gift! An extra-long neck heating pad from Sunny Bay, also available in lavender-scented. Buy now in time for the holidays and avoid any shipping delays. Available on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and Sunny-Bay.com. Just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. They're great for men or women, are reusable and easy to clean. So this year, give the gift of pain relief and extra long neck wrap from Sunny Bay. Remember, just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Order now when our stock is high and shipping is fast. And happy holidays from Sunny Bay. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural... 
you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this... Make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Hey folks, Tom D. for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Nick West is our guest on the Paracast. And we're glad to welcome you on the show. And after this, we hope that you won't jump into a rabbit hole and stay there. Very few do that. Seriously speaking, have you encountered anything where you say, gosh, I can't figure this out. Something weird's going on. Well, it's got two questions, really. Uh, A lot of the time I encounter things where I can't figure out what is going on. And it's a lot of the time it's simply because you don't have enough information. Quite often people send me videos. This is one of the things that I'm more known for is analyzing videos of things. So I I see ghost videos and I see UFO videos and I see videos that purport to show some kind of weird phenomena, like scientific phenomena. And a lot of the time you can't actually figure out what's going on in the video because there really isn't enough information. Like you see a video of a dark room and a shadow moves across that room. And the question is, you know, is it a ghost or is it just a trick of the camera or is someone faking it or was it a mistake? Like someone walks through the room and they, they forgot about it and then later looked at it. And a lot of the time you ultimately can't figure out what's going on. But I think also a lot of the time people take cases like that And they say, because we can't figure out what it is, then it must be something amazing. It must be something incredible. It must be something paranormal. But just because we can't figure out which 
of these explanations is the most likely. It doesn't mean that we should gravitate towards uh, one that has in the past not really stood up to the test of time. Yeah, so what I like to do when I'm faced with a case uh, that is inexplicable, where a case you know, that I can't figure out is to make a list of the possible explanations like I just did there. But we do have these, these typical ghost videos where it's a dark shadow moving across a room like on a, a baby cam or a nanny cam, something like that. You know, the most likely thing is probably that somebody walked through the room. They just didn't realize it because they didn't check the footage until a day or two later. And then the next most possible probable thing might be something like it's a trick of the camera, like it's you know, a car going past in the street and it casts a light across the wall. And then perhaps you know, it being fake might be on the list. And then you know, we can also add things that uh, are less likely, which I, I personally would think would be things like, like ghosts. But ghosts, for some people, are the preferred explanation. So in some ways, like, you know, the, the list, you know, is based on your own personal experience. Uh, so I, I, I make this, this list of explanations when I can't figure out what something is. But that doesn't mean that it's inexplicable in a mysterious way, just that it's inexplicable. Well, Mick, this is Kurt. Uh, before uh, I saw anything about your uh, investigating uh, uh, UFO videos or any uh, paranormal, I first came across you on social media, uh, mostly in relation to chemtrails. Can, mm-hmm. can you talk about that for just a moment? Sure, sure. Chemtrails is this theory that the government essentially is spraying us. And people will look up in the sky and they will see that sometimes planes leave trails behind them. And these trails we call contrails. Now, sometimes the trails behind planes are, are short. You know, it's like a little little finger of, of condensation behind the plane. And it fades away very rapidly. So it only lasts like a few seconds. It, it ends up being a few times the length of the plane. Sometimes, though, you get these very long lines behind, behind planes. Some people have got it kind of in their heads uh, because they've been told or because you know they, they think of this themselves that the first type is the normal type of contrail that you know, the short contrail and then the ones that are long the ones that are long and spread out across the sky sometimes are not they're like uh, must indicate some kind of secret spraying program you know something being added to the exhaust or something being sprayed from nozzles in the back of the plane and they call those things chemtrails so we've got this this theory going around that there's this secret program of spraying uh, out of the back of the planes. The big problem with this theory is that contrails, you know, the condensation trails from the back of planes, can exist in either of those those two types. We can get contrails that don't last very long, and that, that happens when the relative humidity isn't very high. You know, if it's a dry day, a sunny day, I mean, not necessarily like all the time. But yeah, if it's just dry up there, you don't see very many clouds. Often they won't last very long. If the relative humidity in the upper atmosphere is higher, then a contrail, when it forms, will grow and it will spread and it will persist and it can last a long time. And this is something that is straightforward science. You don't need to understand the science there. Like what I like to do is, is show people that if you look up contrails in any book, on the weather or any book on clouds in the last, like, say, 70 years since World War II when people really started noticing contrails, they will talk about how sometimes they persist and sometimes they don't. So this is something that is is known. 
uh, in meteorology and in the weather. But it's something that somehow the people in the chemtrail community and the chemtrail conspiracy theorists have kind of rejected this little aspect of, of science and history and kind of created their own idea that these long contrails are evidence of, of some kind of secret spraying program. There's lots of other claims of evidence as well, but they they don't really hold up to scrutiny. I can get into those as well if you like. It's an interesting conspiracy theory, and it's one that uh, kind of got me my start, I think, in, in really kind of investigating things and trying to explain them. Why won't people believe that chemtrails has a readily discernible conventional explanation? Well, once someone starts to believe something, uh, it's actually quite hard for them to change their mind if they feel that the explanation is coming from a source they do not trust. So if someone believes in chemtrails, they have to believe in this massive conspiracy of the government. I mean, it really would have to be be huge. The, the idea that the, the government is daily spraying things uh, above all of the United States and you know, the entire world, essentially, poisoning us and you know, changing the climate and things like that, is, is a lot to believe. So once you've actually believed it, you've gone all the way in. You're deep in there. And if someone comes along, like me, and tries to explain to you, oh, your contrails don't necessarily fade away, then they're like, why would I trust you? I'm going to trust this other guy that I that I saw on the internet because they're already believing it, and they've got a preference. You know, people who are conspiracy theorists and you know, kind of alternative thinkers usually have a preference for the alternative theories. So, you know, if they're saying, do I believe the government or do I believe this this guy who's you know uh, telling me that chemtrails are, re- are real? I'm going to believe this guy. I'm going to you know, they're going to go with uh, the, the other conspiracy theorists. So people are suspicious of me when I come out, which is why I do go for that approach of trying to get them to look at these old books because it's kind of a neutral thing. Yeah, you can go into a library or you can you can just look look up these books online. I have a video compilation where I go through all the books in my collection uh, and you can get these kind of neutral voices. And it's a great way of trying to get through to people. So, of course, some people will call you just a shill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that all the time. With and, me, they call me things that I can't even say on commercial radio. <laughs> but we yeah. get into more of that in our next segment with Mick West, with Gene and Kurt. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? 
We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Authorities in cities across the nation say in some cases there are demonstrators in the streets on this overnight, but things have stayed very quiet and there hasn't been any violence reported in recent hours. That after Kyle Rittenhouse, the 18-year-old who had been accused of a double homicide and wounding a third man, was found not guilty of all charges on Friday. Things again relatively peaceful overnight, with one exception in Portland, Oregon, where there was a bit of a riot declared and several arrests were made. The Women's Tennis Association says video released Saturday of Chinese tennis star Peng Shui is not enough to calm concerns about her safety and health. She's been missing ever since she accused a former top Chinese government official of persuading her to have sex with him several weeks ago. And Cardi B is hosting the American Music Awards tonight, Sunday night on ABC. And this is USA Radio News. The head of the CDC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, is endorsing the use of COVID-19 vaccine boosters for all adults. Walensky giving her blessing after the CDC's vaccine advisors voted unanimously to recommend booster shots of both Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines. The boosters are now approved for all adults six months after they've received their first two doses. And the CDC strongly encourages older folks and people with underlying medical conditions to get their boosters before the holiday arrives. Over the weekend in many cities, it was kids who were getting vaccinated like here in Illinois. At first, it pinched a little bit, but in the end, I didn't feel anything. 85-year-old Democratic Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson of Texas resigning after nearly 30 years in Congress. Johnson was the first black woman to chair the House panel on science, space, and technology. And this is USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Mick West is our guest, a skeptic. He's the author of Escaping the Rabbit Hole, where we try to avoid that. 
Now, just very briefly, and again, I'm going to try not to touch on the politics, but you see where we're going. We're in a situation now where, depending on who's in charge, you either believe the government or not. This is in any country. So I've been saying for many years, let's just say it's all real. And the president of the United States gets on TV and says, okay, E.T. is here. E.T. is visiting us. Now, depending on whether you accept this president as being the president or believe in what he says, you may accept or dispute the claim that E.T. is here. Oh, no, he's just faking it. So you can't win, can you? Yeah, I think with a a claim like that, it would really have to be backed up by some evidence. The president simply going on TV and saying, you know, I have been in contact with aliens and, you know, trust me, we're going to do whatever because aliens are coming. If he doesn't present any evidence for that, then people are going to think it's some kind of, you know, like a false flag type thing or some kind of hoax that is designed to get them to, you know, go into FEMA camps or something like that. They're going to distrust his motives. So you're really going to have to look at the actual evidence that uh, the president presents in such a case. You know, if it does happen, if aliens you know, do arrive or we do get evidence of aliens, I think it's something that will be very difficult to keep a secret. Not just because, you know, the U.S. government is a leaky government, but it's something that would be, I think, apparent to governments all around the world. Different governments have different priorities. So I think it's it's information that would get out there because it would be, you know, the biggest story in human history. It would be kind of up there with God coming down to earth. It would be such a, a significant event that the reverberations of even its being known and kept secret would cause so much um, upheaval within government and the intelligence community that we would know that something is going on. And right now, I, I don't really see that. I don't really see any great sense of urgency in investigating UFOs. I don't really see you know any kind of movements towards accepting aliens as real. They're all it's still very much a, a distant possibility based on the actions of the government. Well, you have to say, though, the government is showing more seriousness about UFOs than it used to. Yeah, but, you know, is it the government or is it just a few people? You know, we got this this UAP report came out a while ago. That was just, you know, essentially Marco Rubio got some language inserted into a bill to get this report done. Now we've got another thing, the, the Gillibrand amendment, where uh, Senator Gillibrand has introduced legislation for a office of anomalous areas phenomenon detection and reporting which, you know, it's great if we can we can get something like that, get more information about, about it. But it's, it's not like that they actually have evidence that UFOs are aliens. It's more that, that, you know, people see things in the sky that they can't identify. And so that's an issue. So we need to figure out what these things are that people are seeing. You know, UFOs are real in the sense that we see things in the sky we can't identify. Pilots report seeing them, even military pilots. So that's something that needs to be addressed, something we need to figure out as best as we can what people are seeing. Correct. But at this point, they still don't know. I mean, if you look at the report, and I know there's a specific photo that I've heard you analyze, I think with Chris Cuomo, as a matter of fact. And we don't want to get into Chris Cuomo 
because of his brother and everything. I mean, maybe that was the bad thing to mention there. But the point being here on any show, you did analyze it and come to a conclusion, which we'll get into later. But the point being here is you're saying that these are a few individual politicians. But I don't know that there's a constituency out there that's efficient to reelect these senators because they yeah. want further investigation on UAP. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you know, this is going to be the primary concern of Marco Rubio's constituents. But I also don't think it's going to hurt him. I think it's it's kind of a populist move because people are interested in the UFO topic. They want to they want to hear more about it. You know, if you do UFO stories uh, on the news, they're very popular. The New York Times did a story on UFOs, and it was one of the most popular stories in New York Times history. So it's it's something that a lot of people are very interested in. There's also a bit of a lobbying effort going on by some people who are, are very interested in this this topic. They've managed, I think, to, to kind of get a toehold uh, in government, and they're kind of leveraging that. And there's a little bit, I think, of just kind of momentum where people are joining up with this call for UAP investigations, you know, UFO investigations, because they see other people doing it. You, know, you could see perhaps Marco Rubio was one of the first ones to do it, but now we're getting other people on board. It's one of those things where you can, I think, I think you can make a compelling case. You can bring out pilots who say they have seen things. You can you know, present the evidence and you can say there's all this concern about uh, China and Russia might be developing like new types of aerial platforms or new types of drones, spy drones and attack drones and things like that. You know, there's those actual real national security concerns that you could include in your motivation for doing it, which sound great. You know, everyone's in favor of national security. So, yeah, that plays well with the base. And then you've got the interesting possibility, the tantalizing possibility that maybe it's aliens. It's just this kind of icing on the cake. Well, as you explore this, though, and explore these possibilities, you still have to wonder about the people who are calling for investigations. I'll give you an example. Two former heads of the CIA. Okay. The, yeah. Now, the, the thing that bothers me about it is you think, if they're members of the CIA, there's one level of clearance. You're the director, Brennan, for example. You're a director mm-hmm. of the CIA. Which you would know if they had some information exactly. about exactly. an unknown phenomenon. Why so would they what, even say this? Forget about an ex-president right. or a would-be president. We're talking here about former heads of the CIA. But that's not all. If you go back through your history... Admiral Hillencotter, the first head of the CIA, asked for investigations of UFOs. This is back in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what we're seeing there is uh, kind of what's been reflected in the UAP report is uh, yeah, Admiral Haynes, uh, Admiral Admiral Haynes, the the current director of national intelligence and former CIA deputy director, uh, talked about this recently that we don't really have enough good information. Uh, other people have been talking about this as well, that the current evidence we have for UFAs is kind of ambiguous. It's not very, very useful. And there are issues with the gathering of information. It's not very systematic and it's not very uh, well organized. So when people are calling for investigations of UFOs, it's not really because 
they have evidence that UFOs are aliens is because they don't have evidence for what UFOs are. We have these these very these different ambiguous reports. We have these uh, you know pilots say they saw something, but it doesn't show up on the radar. We have something show up on the radar, but you know the pilots perhaps saw something else, uh, or we have just these eyewitness accounts, which uh, sometimes we know they they vary by individual. We have all these ambiguous data, and we don't have any good quality data to kind of rule things in or rule things out. And I think what people are calling for is just better studying of reports of unidentified objects so we can figure out what's going on. And I, I think another thing that they, they all say, Avril Haines said this, and it's in the report, is that UFOs uh, almost certainly, well, certainly, I would say, have multiple different explanations. You know, it's not like every single UFO has the same cause. They're not all swamp gas. They're not all uh, plasma. They're not all birds. They're not all balloons. Mick, Gene, and Kurt, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. 
Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. 800-507-3137. 800-507-3137. That's 800-507-3137. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Mick West, skeptic, escaping the rabbit holes, his book. Our guest co-host is Kurt Collins. There are some comments and possible questions in our forums at forum.theparacast.com. I don't want to get into anything related to politics, folks, more than we are now in the sense of what government officials might be interested in UFOs or UAPs. But Kurt, you have a couple of remarks you can present to us? Well, yeah, I'm going to have to censor this question, though. So um, Hmm. I think Nick will be able to answer it. It has to do with a big lie. So what we're going to just do is talk about the idea of an authority figure that is giving you information and they, you're supposed to believe it just by the weight of the source. It's the government or it's a, you know, it's a body or an organization or political party or, or whatever. So this has happened throughout history, you know, in our current lives. You get some information and the public is just supposed to swallow it. So how do we know what to trust? Well, you don't know what to trust. But uh, I think you can kind of trust some things more than other things. I think historically, obviously, people in government have have lied to the American people. We know that politicians are often self-serving. We know they are often corrupt. Uh, We know 
that sometimes they they conspire to do things like you know, they'll work with people who give them money in exchange for favorable legislation or they they will make moves to influence foreign policy foreign policy you know based on various things so you have to be careful you know and i think you know one way that you can perhaps understand what's going on better is by looking at history you know looking under trying to understand the sweep of history that has led us up to this moment. And that, that means, I think, not necessarily just looking at you know, one person's view of history. I think a lot of times people will you know, they'll look at some video and uh, they think this explains you know, how we got here. But you know, reading you know, multiple sources and multiple accounts of, of how we actually got where we are, understand things like the causes of the various wars. You know, why, why did we go to war with Vietnam, for example? Why was there a war... In Iraq, yeah, these these things sometimes they have competing explanations, and you have to understand that you have to understand that it's sometimes difficult to arrive at the truth because we live in a society which is naturally polarized around our political parties, and our political parties uh, are opposed to each other. But they're also working for themselves, which means they might not be working in, in, in your benefit, for your benefit. So, you know, be careful. Look at history. Look for multiple sources. Don't get things from just one source. Now, if you can get multiple different independent viewpoints that gravitate towards the same thing, then it's probably more likely to be true than one guy crying out in the wilderness. But, you know, ultimately, it's okay to be suspicious. It's okay to be suspicious, but beware of putting all your eggs in one basket in the, you know, they say the conspiracy theory basket to give it, give it a name uh, and try to try to look at multiple sources. You know, one thing I'll mention here. So I'll give you an example. In the U.S., we have a number of cable news networks, but mm. the most typical examples would be Fox News with a conservative orientation, CNN with more mainstream or possibly in some respects more liberal orientation. And yeah. the best way or approach to take would be to watch both, a little bit of both, get a sense of what each is saying. But more yeah. than that, and since you're a gentleman from the UK, look at BBC. Go look at the news sources from other countries, because even in countries that do not have English as a native language, they have English language services. Now, in the old days, when I was playing with shortwave radios as a kid, I'd listen to broadcasts from all over the world. Again, they would tailor broadcasts for this country, so I didn't have to worry about which language I could speak. But you'd find that going from country to country, you'd be almost in a different universe in terms of news coverage. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I do uh, is instead of just reading one site for my news, I actually have, um, let's see, how many do I have now? I have uh, 12 sites and I've arranged them all on one page. And it kind of goes from left to right, top to bottom. And you know, up in the upper left, I have MSNBC and CNN, and then I have BBC, then NPR, and then the New York Times, then CNBC, which is a business um, perspective, which is interesting because that tells you what what the business community is thinking about and what's important to the news for them. Then I have Reuters, which is a little bit more neutral. And then I have, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Chinese news, Xinhao, I think, Xinhao.net. 
tells you what the Chinese people are talking about. Then I have Fox News. And then I have Breitbart, which gives a more, even more right-wing take uh, than Fox News. And I think it's important, you know, even if you don't, you know, believe what Breitbart is saying, that it's good to know what they are saying. After that, I have uh, RT, Russia Today, which, you know, is, is kind of like the Fox News of Russia in a way. It's kind of a Putin-friendly Russian uh, news outlet. And then finally, I have Press TV, which is Iranian and Press TV was actually banned by the CIA. They actually seized the PressTV.com domain a few months ago, and uh, I couldn't couldn't actually get to it for a while until I, I changed it. I think it's PressTV.ir or something now. But I think it's useful to, you know, if if you're able to look at things with an overview, even looking at something that is definitely foreign propaganda, like Iranian TV, is useful context. So looking at a whole bunch of different sources. It's it's a good way of uh, trying to understand the world. Well, certainly you'll get pictures of the world that you cannot believe. My son, for example, Grayson, lives in Madrid. And I can tell you, he's learning a lot more different things about the world than what he had being born in America and living in New York, New Jersey, and then in Arizona. So now he lives in another universe for me. But because we're both sci-fi writers, too, we found a way to communicate without screaming and yelling at one another. <laughs> but I wanted to kind of dovetail back into something, which is, of course, conspiracy theories. And the reason is, of course, is that because we disbelieve what the government might tell us, whether it's UFOs or the JFK assassination or even 9-11, which I want to ask you about, mm -hmm. they think someone out there or some agency, some individual has engaged in a conspiracy to hide the truth about something. Yeah. I mean, there are always variations on anything like this. Like with UFOs, we can say, well, maybe the government's hiding the truth. But then how would a secret like that, which is what bothers me, even though I accept the possibility of UFOs, how could they hide a secret since the 1940s? Yeah. yeah, see, that's the big, big thing about that. But let's look at it. Was there a specific reason or reasoning behind people embracing these ideas? I mean, I remember when Kennedy was assassinated. I'm that old yeah. where suddenly one day a friend of mine invites me to a lecture featuring Mark Lane author of a book called Rush to Judgment. This is before then. He was actually a former member of the New York State Assembly. And he was giving us very deep, specific reasons why Lee Harvey Oswald could not have been the lone assassin. Granted, there are reasons to dispute that. But that is the classic conspiracy theory of the ages, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And that's, you know, in America, that's in a way the start of the mainstreaming of the conspiratorial movement. Uh, before JFK, the conspiracy theories that were kind of out there and you know, people were discussing them were kind of stuck in the radical right. Uh, people like uh, you know, what became the John Birch Society, people who, who were very kind of you know, right wing type people, I guess, like people who would be like QAnon or uh, Breitbart readers. Like nowadays, uh, they 
they had these conspiracy theories. They they had like the you know theories about fluorine uh, fluoride in the water and the, the and even vaccines and things like that. But they also uh, had. Uh, conspiracy theories about African Americans uh, being uh, forced into areas of the city where they, they they live so that they would be forced out and things like that, like actual conspiracy theories about things like that and various other things. But after JFK, uh, it suddenly everybody was talking about conspiracies. It became this mainstream thing. And I think part of the reason why that was is that it was it was such a significant event, the assassination of the president, that people found it impossible to accept. Let us accept these announcements and we'll have more to come with Mick, Gene and Kurt, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, we're getting into the ultimate conspiracy theory of the ages, the one that I grew up with, literally, with Mick West, the Kennedy assassination, the basic theory that, of course, Mm -hmm. or the belief is what you're saying, it was just too easy. Some lone nut who once had disavowed his citizenship comes back to America, and heck, this guy did it. Yeah, 
this is what happens with a lot of conspiracy theories is cognitive dissonance. It's something that doesn't feel right. Uh, when something happens, like say the you know, JFK, the JFK being assassinated on 9-11, which we can talk about later, it's a huge event. And when the cause of that event seems small, it doesn't seem like it's proportional. There's a lack of proportionality. This one guy decides to shoot the president and the entire world changes. Yeah, some guys fly a plane into some building and then the entire world changes. It doesn't seem like that is possible. And so people go searching for a bigger explanation, a bigger cause, something that's actually in proportion. And what they come up with is something like a government conspiracy or the CIA conspired or you know, perhaps the, the Cuban mafia or whoever, the Cubans and the, and, and the mafia together. Uh, so they come up with these bigger explanations because they feel better. They just feel like, you know, oh, that makes more sense. It doesn't make any sense that guys living in caves with box cutters could attack the most powerful country in the world. It doesn't make sense that just one guy who bought a mail-order gun could actually kill the president. And so it's just easier to go for these, these conspiracy theories. You mentioned that, that you read a lot of science fiction. Fiction in general, you know, we're born loving stories that they always have a plot and a villain and there are very few pure accidents. There's always somebody behind bad things. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, we're just accustomed to those ideas. And so we're looking for to put some villains into our stories. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like the randomness of the world uh, when things happen, even things like hurricanes now. And when a hurricane hits and it's very bad, you're going to find people who, who think it was steered into that location. It was created. It was man-made. Like earthquakes, they say they are man-made. If someone goes and they shoot up a, a school or something like that, people can't accept that sometimes that just happens. But it does. You know, this is the type of things that has happened you know, since you know, the beginning of history. These types of things have happened. They don't have any particularly satisfactory explanation. So people go looking for one. Let's go back to the Kennedy assassination then. Do you sure. go by the belief then that the lone gunman was the guy? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think it's an interesting thing because there's over a thousand books that have been written on the JFK assassination. So it's it's kind of difficult you know, for the newcomer to come in and it kind of depends what you start reading. Like if you know nothing at all about the JFK assassination and your first exposure to it is watching the film JFK, you're going to believe that there was a big conspiracy because you, know, you see all these little things in the film. You, you hear about this magic bullet that must have changed direction in midair and all these other things that yeah, supposedly are evident. You know, the, the recording of the extra gunshot, people seeing things on the grassy knoll, photos that are supposedly faked, the suspicious Jack Ruby things, things like that. You know, if you just happen to read the book that supports the conspiracy theory, you end up believing it because it's, it's, it's quite easy to, to slip into it. It's like if you're in a trial. Let's say someone did a trial for who, who killed JFK. There's a prosecution lawyer and there's a defense lawyer, but you only listen to one of them. You only listen to the prosecution. You're going to believe the prosecution because you, do, you never get to hear the defense. You know, if you really want to be even-handed, you've got to read books and read, look at documentaries on both sides of it. You know, I always recommend like Case Closed by, by Gerald Posner. It's quite a big book. Uh, there's, there's another book I think that's even bigger than that. Case Closed gives a quite good overview. You know, to be honest, there's, for most people, there's, there's a fairly small 
number of things that they consider to be evidence. They, the, the magic bullet, for example. They hear that the, this bullet must have changed direction in midair and it came out you know, undamaged the other end, and therefore that's enough for them. You talk to Joe Rogan, he's going to tell you, you know, that's, that's enough for him, that the bullet came out the other end and it, uh, it wasn't that bent. But these things, you know, they have explanations. It didn't have to change direction in midair because of the way that the seats were in the car. The back seat was a lot higher than the front seat, so it, the, the trajectory was actually correct. It didn't come out undamaged. It actually came out flattened sideways because when it went through the guy in the back, it went through JFK, it tumbled, and then it hit the governor in the front uh, sideways, and it kind of squished the bullet sideways. And then what you see at the end is a bullet that's squished sideways. All of these individual claims of evidence have answers but because there's so many of them it's quite difficult to actually convince people because they always just move on to the next one if you can find you know most people who only have a passing knowledge of it you can usually kind of give them a a good explanation for a few of them and um, you know eventually you can move them towards uh, a different uh, perspective i guess also even if there's a coincidence that doesn't mean it's a conspiracy. I should mention that somebody you probably know, Nick Pope. Yeah, I know Nick Pope. Right. Nick will certainly disagree with you about UFOs, but he, when it comes to a lot of conspiracies, such as the Kennedy assassination, he goes along with the yeah. Warren Commission report. Yeah, and I think actually he agrees with me on a lot of the UFO stuff as well. I, I had him on my podcast uh, a while back. We were in agreement on a, on a lot of things. I think he's obviously you know, more open to the ET hypothesis than I am. Well, I mean, I'm open to it, but I, he, perhaps he believes it a bit more than I do. But yeah, I, I don't think you know, we should use things like JFK as some kind of litmus test for intelligence or, uh, you know, or for you know, how people understand the world. I think... JFK, for me, it, it kind of feels like a conspiracy theory that's understandable that people would have this belief because it is easy to look at what seems like a lot of evidence and come to a particular conclusion. To really kind of go through all of those pieces of evidence and disprove them is actually quite a lot of work, but it has been done. Case closed. It actually does go through it all. Well, you know, one of the examples where we can question is Mark Lane saying, well, this Italian rifle has a mm-hmm. poor sight, very badly designed. How yeah. could he possibly get a correct shot? Well, you don't sure, have sure. the sample he used. If you don't have the sample he used, if you don't analyze his abilities as a marksman, yeah. and whether he would compensate for deficiencies in the gun, how could you know? Well, have you ever been to the book depository in, in Texas, in Dallas? I have. Yeah, if you look out the window, yeah, there's the X in the road where he was shot. It's not really very far. It's not really a particularly hard shot. It's something that has been replicated many times. Uh, I believe the FBI or the CIA, shortly after the, the assassination, they actually set up a test where they had a, a variety of people try to make the same shot. Not there, obviously. They, they built a tower in the woods and they had a, a fake car on a trolley. And they had people try to make three shots and try to hit the target. A lot of them hit it three out of three times. Some of them missed three out of three. Oswald only hit two out of three. And it's not actually that hard to get three shots out with that gun. And the sights don't even need to be right on. You probably didn't even need the sights. You're just pointing the gun roughly in that direction. You're probably going to hit something. It's not very far at all. So when I uh, looked through that window, 
it sort of took the magic out of the conspiracy theory for me because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a master shot or anything, but I saw that just as you said, it's not that far. Everyone has that experience. Everyone I've ever talked to who's looked out of that window says, oh, that's not very hard. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to our, our forum questions. There was uh, the first one, by the way, the, about the uh, the big lie. That was uh, Canacaris. So we had another one that, that relates to something you were saying earlier about how uh, science had rejected uh, meteorites. And he, he's asking that, so, so you as a debunker, mm-hmm. do you, um, he wants to, you to evaluate the risk of discarding something that might actually be scientifically valid. So how do you balance that? Hmm. Well, I guess, I guess you'd have to go by which example we're talking about here. Like, I, I think you know, the question there is, should we discard things because they sound you know, ridiculous? Like say someone says, you know, I, I have uh, psychic powers, I can read people's minds, or I can predict the future. Let's predict this future, folks. And then we'll be back with Mick, Gene, and Kurt in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast dot plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It may feel like age is just a number, but the fact is, even if you're healthy and active, your immune system weakens as you get older. And if you're 65 or older, you're at an increased risk for potentially serious illnesses like pneumococcal pneumonia. One way to help protect yourself is to get immunized against vaccine-preventable diseases like pneumococcal pneumonia. Dr. Jorge Gomez shares more on behalf of the American Lung Association. Pneumococcal pneumonia is a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Adults 65 or older are over 10 times more likely to be hospitalized with pneumococcal pneumonia than adults 18 to 49. You may also be at increased risk if you have certain chronic health conditions such as asthma, diabetes, or heart disease. If you're 65 or older, vaccination can help prevent pneumococcal pneumonia. This flu season, visit lung.org pneumococcal and talk to your doctor or pharmacist about pneumococcal vaccination. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 
$1,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625 800-503-8625 are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies as a certified holistic health coach i will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on dr wallach's recommendations Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, when it comes to Roswell, you may or may not know a good gentleman by the name of Kevin Randall, a retired Army lieutenant colonel. He served in Iraq. He's nobody's fool, and he's explored Roswell for years, and he has detailed explanations as to why Project Mogul could not be it, one of which, of course, is they can find no proof that a flight of the Mogul balloon was scheduled around that time. The other is really weird because if you read the original press release, I don't know if you have or not. The original press release, Mick, does not say anything about the object actually being damaged. Not at all. This all comes later in the revision. Part of the problem with Roswell is that it was in 1948. Uh, well, 1947. 1947 was a very long time ago. We know that in complex events involving government secrecy, we don't always get the the actual real story at the time. One of the reasons Roswell is so interesting is that it's become almost a mythology. And I don't think we're actually going to be able to resolve it because we're not going to get any new information. We get a very, very little amount of information. The original press release said they had a flying disc and then they retracted that statement and said it was a weather balloon. So why did they say it was a flying disc? Either it was a flying disc or it was a mistake. You know, how are we going to go back in time and figure that out? I don't think you know, it's something we're ever really going to resolve because all we've got is the, you know, I mean, pretty much everybody is dead and all we've got is the documentation that's already out there. Unless there is some big secret that gets revealed and we're not going to know and people will just keep suspecting that there's there's secret information that the government has so you can't actually win the government can't really release the information that will clear it up if it doesn't exist well the problem i have with roswell i'm not a roswell believer is that number one 30 years and then some passed before the original recollections and those who originally were there and the time that their information was brought to the public 
So we have 30 years of cultural changes. We have the desire, frankly, of some people to get in on the act. And even those trying to recall what happened would get things pretty heavily distorted. Yeah, no, there was like 300 people interviewed. And there's only a a very small number of those, less than 10%, I think, were probably good witnesses who actually saw some kind of physical evidence. We get all these mixed testimonies, and I think it becomes easy to take the testimonies that you think fit your narrative and go with those. You know, like you say, you know, people want to get in on it. It became this this cultural thing, and people start coming out of the woodwork. It's difficult, very difficult to do anything with a case like that because it's it's kind of lost in history and it's lost uh, in memory. Then you've you've got old memories that were old at the time, which now are just exist in in text form. So I don't think we're ever going to have a good resolution to that case. Uh, well, Mick, so much of uh, the work I've seen you do focuses on the pictures and videos of things. Yeah. But is there a UFO case that you do find interesting or fascinating or, you know, mysterious? Well, I think one of the more interesting cases is this Nimitz encounter, which is known as you know, with the UFO tic-tac, people refer to it. This was a big thing. It was in uh, 2004. And it's a combination of things happened. Like there was these anomalous radar returns. They saw what looked like these slow-moving objects. And then they sent someone out to kind of intercept one of these 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 radar returns. And then they saw something moving around that they said looked like a tic-tac. And there was two pilots who saw it. And then later on, another pilot went out and they got a video. And this video shows this, this dark blob in the distance. And it's difficult to see what it was. It's, it's interesting because I can't really come up with some kind of all-encompassing explanation for all of this. Now, this video, though, I think the point a lot of people miss is this wasn't just a black and white video or film. This was uh, infrared. Well, can you explain what that is? Yeah, the, the infrared video uh, is just seeing the heat that's uh, in a scene. So it's, it's, it's showing essentially differences in temperature. So when you look at something like a, a jet, it's going to appear a different temperature to the sky around it. In this case, they had it set up so that black was hot for most of the video. So I think all of the video, actually. And and so it looks like a black blob. So you kind of feel when you watch the video that you're, you're looking at some kind of black tic-tac-shaped thing off in the distance. And actually, then they switch it so it's white, white hot. So they kind of switch between the two. No, actually, I'm thinking about it. It might be white the whole time. But anyway, so it's this one color which represents the temperature. It's white. Uh, it doesn't actually represent the shape of the object. It represents you know, the heat signature of the object, which is a combination of the object itself. If it was something like a jet plane, the heat coming out of the engine. And I think what we're looking at in that particular uh, video is probably just some kind of plane that's flying away from the camera, very far away. These cameras are very, very powerful. They zoom in like essentially 100 times zoom in in terms of regular consumer camera. And so you're seeing something that's probably like 30, 40 miles away. And it's probably something like another plane that's flying away. But it's, it's, it's still difficult to explain what it is. I mean, why did they accidentally film another plane? How is that possible? So there are lots of questions. And then what did the other pilots see? You know, these pilots, uh, David Fravor and Alex Dietrich, saw what they describe as being a tic-tac shape moving around. And I don't know what that is. You have a few theories about what it might be, like it might be some kind of target balloon where they just kind of misjudge the distance. And so they had this illusion of it moving very fast when really it wasn't. 
But you know, it's difficult to come up with a explanation that really fits all the facts there. So we would then say, to be fair, while if you separate every element of it, you might find possible different explanations to get a unified answer. You don't have one. Yeah, uh, you can look at individual parts and people make claims about individual things within that. Like the, the video, people claim that the video shows something moving at inhuman accelerations, like like 100G or something like that. Whereas if you actually analyze it carefully, you'll see that the motion of the object is actually coming essentially from the motion of the camera. Uh, the the camera's tracking this this object, which is moving to the left, you know, at a fairly slow rate. And then the guy who's running the camera is switching through the modes and he switches the, the magnification level. And you can see it loses lock at that point. And then the object essentially just carries on moving as it was before and the camera stays where it was. So I think it's not actually showing any movement of the object. And I think you can actually demonstrate that. And I've done that in one of my videos uh, that there's no sudden moves. So you can take individual claims that people made and analyze those. But for what happened for the entire thing, what was that object? I don't know what it was. What did they see earlier? I don't know. What were these strange radar returns? Like they said they saw things dropping up from dropping from space down to 50 feet in like a fraction of a second, which is obviously impossible with human technology. So there is either some kind of glitch, a radar glitch or radar spoofing, or it's some kind of you know, amazing craft. We don't know what it is, but I mean, personally, I would go with probably a radar glitch, but other people think a, more, uh, a fancy craft is more likely. But then again, you have to separate each element of this case to find different explanations for rather than one unified explanation. They saw one thing, they have different vantage points, and here we are. We have Mick West and Gene Steinberg and Kurt Collins. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to teamgaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's teamgaday.com with longevity. Teamgaday.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A closely watched double homicide trial of Kyle Rittenhouse coming to an end on Friday. Not guilty verdicts all around. That led to a number of protests over the weekend since. In several cities, though, it has stayed largely peaceful. Critics, including actor and activist John Leguizamo, say the outcome of the trial is a reflection of what he says is a broken criminal justice system. This verdict is known as shooting while white with a punishment 
punishment is a free ride home and a hamburger. Because if Kyle had been a black or Latino kid, he wouldn't have lived long enough to make it to a trial. In a country where they shoot black kids for playing, playing with toy guns. The 18-year-old Rittenhouse maintains he killed two men and injured the third in self-defense last year during social justice protests in Kenosha. The prosecution had claimed that Rittenhouse purposely went to Kenosha to provoke violence. And this is you. Stop me if you've heard this before, but it's the busiest travel week coming up of the... Well, okay, you've heard it before, but it is a very busy travel week with Thanksgiving coming up Thursday and some stormy weather is expected to affect a lot of people's travels. In the Midwest and later the Upper Northeast, there will be heavy rain and high winds starting off the week. The conditions could cause air travel delays just as tens of thousands of people across the nation are starting to head out for Thanksgiving. Travelers are advised to keep an eye on their airline's webpage to check for any possible flight delays. The IRS says almost all of the money it has seized through their criminal investigations unit over the past fiscal year was cryptocurrency, the unit recovering $3.5 billion in crypto over the fiscal year. That amounts to 93% of all its overall seizures. The Bureau is saying it expects it will seize even more crypto next year. And this is USA Radio News. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses. Your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, when it comes to Roswell, you may or may not know a good gentleman by the name of Kevin Randall, a retired Army lieutenant colonel. He served in Iraq. He's nobody's fool, and he's explored Roswell for years, and he has detailed explanations as to why Project Mogul could not be it. One of which, of course, is they can find no proof that a flight of the Mogul balloon was scheduled around that time. That's one of the issues that concerns him. The other is really weird because if you read the original press release, I don't know if you have or not. I know this was a big deal when we had Greg Lawson, a law enforcement officer who actually looked at the testimony of the Roswell witnesses. And he pointed out here is that the original press release, Mick, does not say anything about the object actually being damaged. Not at all. This all comes later in the revision. Yeah, well, I think part of the problem with Roswell is that it was in 1948. And, uh, well, 1947. 1947 was a very long time ago. And... We know that in 
complex events involving government secrecy that we don't always get the the actual real story at the time. I, I think one of the reasons Roswell is so interesting is that it's become almost a mythology. And I don't think we're actually going to be able to resolve it because we're not going to get any new information. We get a very, very little amount of information. You know, we, the, the, the original press release said they had a flying disc and then they retracted that statement and said it was a weather balloon. So why did they say it was a flying disc? You know, either it was a flying disc or it was a mistake. But you know, how are we going to go back in time and figure that out? I don't think you know, it's something we're ever really going to resolve because all we've got is the, you know, I mean, pretty much everybody is dead. And all we've got is the documentation that's already out there. Unless there is some big secret that gets revealed, we're not going to know. And people will just keep suspecting that there's, there's secret information that the government has. So you can't actually win. The government can't really release the information that will clear it up if it doesn't exist. Well, the problem I have with Roswell, I'm not a Roswell believer. Is that number one, 30 years and then some passed before the original recollections and those who originally were there and the time that their information was brought to the public. So we have 30 years of cultural changes. We have the desire, frankly, of some people to get in on the act. And even those trying to deliberately recall what happened would get things pretty heavily distorted. Yeah, no, there was like 300 people interviewed, uh, and you know, there's only a, a very small number of those, less than 10%, I think, were probably good witnesses who actually saw some kind of physical evidence. We get all these mixed testimonies, and I think it becomes easy to you know, take the testimonies that you think fit your narrative and, and go with those. But you know, like you say, you know, people want to get in on it. It became this this cultural thing. And people start coming out of the woodwork. It's it's difficult, very difficult to do anything with a case like that because it's it's kind of lost in history and it's lost uh, in memory. And then you've you've got old memories that were older at the time, which now are just exist in in text form. So I don't think we're ever going to have a good revolution or resolution to that case. Uh, well, Mick, so much of uh, the work I've seen you do focuses on uh, on the pictures and videos of things. Yeah. But is there a UFO case that you do find interesting or fascinating or, you know, mysterious? Well, uh, I think one of the more interesting cases is this Nimitz encounter, which is known as you know, with the UFO Tic Tac, people refer it to to it. Uh, and this this was a big thing. It was in 2000 and, uh, 2004. And it, it's uh, well, 2004. Yeah, 2004. And it's a combination of things happened. Like there was these anomalous radar returns. They saw what looked like these slow moving objects. And then they sent someone out to kind of intercept one of these, these, these radar returns. And then they, they saw something uh, moving around that they said looked like a tic tac. And there was two pilots who saw it. And then later on, another pilot went out and they got a video. And this video shows this this dark blob in the distance, and it's difficult to see what it was. It's it's interesting because I can't really you know, come up with some kind of all encompassing explanation for all of this. Now, this video, though, uh, I, I think the point a lot of people miss is this wasn't just a black and white um, 
video or film. This was uh, infrared, so sure. it's not it's not actually. Well, can you explain what that is? Yeah, the the infrared video uh, is just seeing the heat that's uh, in a scene. So it's, it's it's showing essentially differences in temperature. So when you look at something like a, a jet, it's going to appear a different temperature to the sky around it. In this case, they had it set up so that black was hot for most of the video. And I think all of the video, actually. And, and so it looks like a black blob. So you kind of feel when you watch the video that you're looking at some kind of black uh, tic-tac-shaped thing off in the distance. Um, and actually, then they switch it so it's white, white hot. So they kind of switch between the two. Now, actually, I'm thinking about it. It might be white the whole time. But anyway, so it's this one color which represents the temperature. It's white. Uh, but it's uh, it doesn't actually represent the shape of the object. It represents you know the heat signature of the object, which is a combination of the object itself. And if it was something like a jet plane, the heat coming out of the engine. And I think what we're looking at in that particular uh, video is probably just some kind of plane that's flying away from the camera, very far away. These these cameras are very, very powerful. They zoom in, like you said, essentially 100 times zoom in, in terms of regular consumer camera. And so you're seeing something that's probably like 30, 40 miles away. And it's probably something like another plane that's flying away. Uh, but it's 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 still difficult to explain what it is. I mean, why did they accidentally film another plane? How is that possible? So there are lots of questions. And then what did the other pilots see? You know, these pilots, uh, David Fravor and Alex Dietrich, saw what they describe as being a tic tac shape moving around. And I don't know what that is. You have a few theories about what it might be. Like it might be some kind of uh, target balloon where they just kind of misjudged the distance, and so they had this illusion of it moving very fast when really it wasn't. But yeah, it's difficult to come up with a explanation that really fits all the facts there. So we would then say, to be fair, while if you separate every element of it, you might find possible different explanations to get a unified answer. You don't have one. Yeah, uh, you can look at individual parts and people make claims about individual things within that. Like the, the video, people claim that the video shows something moving at inhuman accelerations, like, like 100G or something like that. Whereas if you actually analyze it carefully, you'll see that the motion of the object is actually coming essentially from the motion of the camera. Uh, the the camera's tracking this this object which is moving to the left you know fairly slow rate and then the guy who's running the camera is switching through the modes and he switches the the magnification level and you can see it loses lock at that point and then the object essentially just carries on moving as it was before and the camera stays where it was so i think it's not actually showing any movements of the object and I think you can actually demonstrate that, and I've done that in one of my videos, uh, that there's no sudden moves. So you can take individual claims that people made and analyze those. But for what happened for the entire thing, what was that object? I don't know what it was. What did they see earlier? I don't know. What were these strange radar returns? Like they said they saw things dropping up from dropping from space down to 50 feet in like a fraction of a second, which is obviously impossible with human technology. So there is either some kind of glitch a radar glitch or radar spoofing or it's some kind of you know amazing craft we don't know what it is but i mean personally i would go with probably a radar glitch but other people think a more uh, a fancy craft is more likely 
But then again, you have to separate each element of this case to find different explanations for rather than one unified explanation. They saw one thing, they have different vantage points, and here we are. We have Mick West and Gene Steinberg and Kurt Collins are in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and getting your to-do list done just got easier. Between back to school and with the holidays around the corner, it can feel like there's no time to tackle home projects. Whether you need help with emergency repairs or major upgrades, Angie matches you with top local pros who can get the job done right. Browse reviews, see upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Save time for what matters most. Book your next project at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Big news from Simply Safe Home Security. Okay, okay. Actually, I think the horns are too much. Yeah, that's better. Big news. The new wireless outdoor security camera is here. Yes, Simply Safe's award-winning home security just got even better, taking whole home protection to a whole new level. Okay, I'm I'm missing the horns. Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering free shipping for a limited time. Visit simplysafe.com today. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. I would think, though, that with the resources the military has, they'd figure all this out, wouldn't they? Well, you think, but uh, you know where UFOs live? They live in the low information zone. If you're the military, you've got more resources. You've got perhaps better cameras, and you perhaps have better radar data. But there's always going to be something that exists just too far away to be identified or the weather conditions are not very good so your radar is not working very well or there's some kind of fault with with the radar which exists allows the ufo to sneak in to this low information zone and of course i don't mean a real ufo i mean just something that's there and we can't tell what it is and so it becomes you know this 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 ufo i think it probably would be something that would be identified if we can actually just zoom in enough see i think Let's say there's two possibilities, like UFOs are, are aliens or some kind of advanced technology, or they're all just boring phenomena. Now, say it's the second one. If they're all just boring phenomena, that doesn't mean we wouldn't have any UFOs. We would still always have UFOs because there's always going to be things that are just too far away to be identified. And there's always going to be people who see things and they either misidentify what they're looking at or they have some kind of optical illusion that makes it look like something it's not. So even if there was nothing going on, you're still always going to have UFOs. So the existence of all these unidentified things doesn't actually mean that there's something there. It's just an, an inevitable thing that's going to happen one way or the other. Well, I want, want to do a, to mention something that Gene had talked about, and he was talking about the different experiences of these witnesses, and so, and sensor data and whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but one thing I remember, and I think this is the way a police investigator would look at it: the after the experience of uh, Fravor and Dietrich, they were you know, both pretty excited. And Underwood was, the, oh, I guess he was a backseater that he took. Mm-hmm. He's the one that actually took the, the infrared video. And when he came back, he showed it to Fravor and Dietrich. And is it possible that the shape of the object on the video colored their memory of their own experience? You know, maybe that's when the idea of the tic tac. You know, it it could be that. I mean, it's almost it's like during a police lineup or not lineup, but like a photo array. Sometimes the uh, investigator can kind of lead you to one of the suspects. You know, yeah. and favor that conclusion. Yeah, no, it's it's possible, but yeah, I'm not sure about it because it depends on how close Fravor was when 
he saw it and he, he, he says he was very close. But that itself is something that you know, your memory can, can play tricks on you. If you look at the accounts of, of what happened there, when they first saw it, they were up at 20,000 feet, which is you know basically four miles up in the air, nearly four miles. And they're looking down at something that they said was at the surface of the ocean, like four miles beneath them. And especially if you take the diagonal into account, that's you know, over four miles away. And it's something that they said was the size of like, you know, a big propane tank, 40 foot long, white tic-tac shape. Now, if you, if you look at something that's like over four miles away, how much detail can you actually see of that thing? It's going to be pretty small. It's, it, it's, it's, it might be something that they... You kind of you kind of uh, put your interpretation of a shape onto what you're seeing because it's so small. You know, there's this this famous case of the canals on Mars. Back before we had you know, really good telescopes, people looked at Mars and they thought they saw canals uh, on there. And there was this whole movement of people uh, you know, mapping out the canals on Mars, and people were convinced that there was a civilization on Mars that built these canals. And then telescopes got a bit better, and the canals on Mars moved out to the low identification, uh, low information zone, and they figured out what they are. Uh, but you know, it could be that it was just too far away for them to see exactly what shape it was, and they kind of you know, got some shape impressed upon it. But yeah, it might also be that it was actually tic-tac shape maybe they were looking at something like a balloon or something like that that was actually that shape it's uh, it's hard to say but you're talking about eyewitness testimony i don't know if you know but uh, alex dietrich and commander fravor actually have kind of different accounts of what they saw they both say that they saw this white tic-tac shape but fravor says that they engaged with it for five minutes and dietrich says she only saw it for 10 seconds which is a very difficult uh, thing to reconcile uh, with their accounts, you know, five minutes and ten seconds are very, very different periods of time. And you know how, and she was following him around, so how would she have not noticed it for four minutes and fifty seconds, and just noticed the last ten minutes, uh, ten seconds of the encounter? Uh, so people, over time, yeah, they their memories change, and perhaps you know his memory grew in one direction and hers shrunk, or perhaps he was the more accurate recollection and she was less accurate, or perhaps she had the accurate recollection. It's it's hard to say over you know it's, what was it seventeen years ago. That's, yeah, that that's that's always a problem with the with the, the memory, and especially once uh, high emotion is mixed into it. Yeah. Um, so, so one thing we should talk about is uh, your site, Metabunk, where you have a lot of uh, visual material uh, dealing with the videos. You've done videos yourself to analyze this, so 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 people should should look there. And on uh, on as far as the uh, there, there are two other videos that are that are pretty famous, but I don't know if we want to talk about those. But maybe. Um, you could talk about some of the common traits you see in some UFO videos. Like one element uh, I've heard you talk about quite a bit is parallax. And yeah. can you explain that? Well, yeah, parallax is, is kind of a visual illusion, but it's it's also it just refers to the simple observation is that you know when you move, you know, if you hold your hand in front of your head and you move your head left or right, it looks like your hand is moving relative to the background. You know, if you, if you hold your computer screen in front of you, you hold your hand halfway, keep it where it is, and you move your hand left and right, your head left and right, it looks like your hand is moving relative to to this, this to the background. And if you've got something that's kind of hovering in midair, 
like a balloon or a plane or something like that, and you move relative to that thing, it can look like that object is moving or sometimes it actually makes it look like the object is not moving. There's, there's a common illusion. Uh, if you're driving alongside an airport and you see a plane landing, it's kind of coming towards you and you're driving past it, it can actually look like that plane is hovering in midair because the parallax works in both ways. It can create motion and it can remove motion. It gives this really compelling illusion of something hovering. But then it can also, if you're moving the other way, it can give the illusion that something is moving. Uh, it doesn't really matter which way you're moving. Uh, it, it, something that looks like it is moving could actually be something that is just just hovering there. And this, this comes up in, in multiple things. And with UFO videos, one of the most common ways it comes up is when someone takes a picture, a video of a plane, and they're trying to follow this plane across the sky. And they can't tell it's a plane because they're looking at it through their phone. They think it's a Tic Tac UFO or something like that. And then it moves behind a tree. And so they step to the left so they can continue to look at it. And when they go back and look at the video, it looks like this plane has done this really weird sudden movement, which is really just the parallax effect. Because you've moved, you keep looking at the tree, and the image stabilization keeps the tree in the same position but because you've you've changed your position the plane then appears to make this weird move backwards and because you can't tell it's a plane you think it's a, a ufo it looks like you've got this amazing video of this thing moving and but it's just this parallax effect which can appear to the visual eye and be even more compelling when it shows up in a video it's fair to say though that most of the ufo sightings that purportedly are unexplained are not parallax effects in videos taken with cell phone cameras. There's a lot more involved. But let me ask you a question here, and I want to get also into some ghosts in 9-11 and things like that. But for Mick West, we'll have to break in about a minute or so, but for Mick West, what is the minimum amount of evidence that you would need to convince you UFOs have a more complicated or still unknown explanation? multiple videos from different locations you can triangulate by having two videos from different locations and it will prove that something has anomalous movement you know, you, but then it has to be videos i'm talking about without videos say videos, videos we can't get the videos right now well what uh, other evidence is there people from independent uh, locations that could perhaps draw a diagram of what they saw that, that would work too they've had that if you look at all the thousands of sightings you'll find a few that are very well detailed have multiple witnesses are fairly consistent in what they report i, I don't think you can find one where you can actually triangulate where the object was uh, you don't really get the the accuracy from eyewitnesses, but I don't think it's too much to ask for even like crappy iPhone videos of little lights in the sky from two locations. Yeah, that seems perfectly reasonable. What did Lonnie Zamora see at Sicaro, New Mexico back in the 1960s? Have you ever studied that case? We're going to break and then I'm going to ask you about that. His book is Escaping the Rabbit Hole. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Mick West. And our special guest co-host is Kurt Collins. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We are GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. We've got listeners, lots of them. Around the world, around the clock, our listeners do what listeners do. They listen. And you know what listeners got? Needs. Needs for your products, your services, and money to buy those needs. With our network of over 1,000 radio stations, streaming on the web, and our satellite transmissions, we're reaching our listeners with quality conservative programming. But there's something our listeners don't have. Your offer to meet their needs. Any business needs buyers. But if our listeners don't hear your message, they're still going to buy what they need. Just not from your business. So let's fix this. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message for our GCN listeners. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, let's just look at a piece of evidence. The Sicaro, New Mexico case in the 1960s, Patrolman Lonnie Zamora sees an object land and possibly a couple of people, beings, whatever around it. It was investigated by Dr. Hynek and a lot of other people. Never fully explained. What do you think caused it? It's not a parallax effect with a... Sure, no. No, I mean, you know, it's it's a guy who had an encounter with a you know a UFO. It's a, a craft. Like, he uh, he thought he saw... Uh, what is this? Was it like an egg-shaped craft? And, you know, other people reported seeing something as well. And he says he saw some flames or something off in the, the desert. And he said he saw an actual object. And then he saw it take off. So there's not a lot of ways you can go with this. Is either he saw some weird craft that did that, you know, he's, he's being entirely accurate, or he is mistaken in some way. So there's a few possibilities there. He could have made up the entire thing. He could have been asleep and had a dream. He could have I don't know, hallucinated or something, or he could have I don't know, had some weird misidentification of something that was much further away than what he was looking at. It's kind of hard to say. It's hard to say what the actual thing actually was. So, you know, again, I think I would 
make a list of what are the more probable things. I think a big problem with UFO cases is that people uh, eliminate things. There's the premature elimination problem. Right? They'll say, oh, there's no way this guy could have lied because he's a police officer. And then they eliminate it. And it's just gone. There is no evidence this guy lied at yeah. all. There isn't any. But have you read any of the books that cover this? Kevin Randall has I, one. Ray Stanford I has haven't one. Read it. I haven't read the books. I've read, I've read accounts of it, but I haven't read uh, any okay. of the, the, the books. So you're assuming or accounting for things that aren't addressed. And it would seem that a lot of the concerns you have were addressed in the books and the stories that have been written hmm. about it. Well, you're saying like there's no evidence that he lies. How would you have that evidence if there's there's no evidence of anything? One of the things you would certainly look for at the beginning is this guy giving you an accurate account of what happened. And if, if he lied, he had to be a pretty damn good liar, right? Sure, but people are very good liars. I'm not saying that he was a liar. You know, it could be, you know, there's, there's some theories that it was some kind of like hoax, like somebody were made... Yeah, some kind of uh, some kind of balloon with flares attached or something like that. Uh, so he could have seen something that he misinterpreted. It's not clear because all we have is his account, and that's basically it. You know, the, you can there's some other little things like depressions in the desert and things like that, which are very you know, ambiguous. But if you're just going by one person's eyewitness account. It's very difficult to kind of ascribe or assign a number to that in terms of like how much you trust it. And there are other possibilities. There, there is the possibility that he is lying. But I, I tend to put that lower down because people don't lie a lot of the time. Uh, but people do. You know, there, there was a hoax recently in France where there was this UFO uh, video of a, a white uh, you know, a, a, bar, a, a bar of light that was spinning around and lots of people fell for it, but then it was revealed to be a hoax. People do hoax things occasionally. I don't know if that's what happened in the Zamorro case. I prefer usually to go for the more charitable explanation, which is that they, they misidentified you know, something else. Yeah, okay, so something uh, he saw close up landed he misidentified it maybe it could have been mm -hmm. something else we don't see evidence that he was the kind of person who would suddenly out of the blue make up a story sure. about seeing a ufo because it gets him attention he doesn't want obviously from his life also yeah. the possibility that it was faked by university students has been looked into and a lot of inconsistencies are found there that would not indicate it so at the very least what people who actually investigate it and t even talk to the guy are that something happened that we can't explain. It doesn't mean it was yeah. a spaceship. It doesn't mean that because a UFO can't be identified that we can say E.T. is here. We can just say, well, something happened. We don't know what happened. It doesn't fit into the parallax explanation if you get my drift. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was something that was kind of on the ground, I believe, that, uh, that he saw it. He saw it move away, like it, it kind of took off. Yeah, I don't know what he saw. I don't think anybody really knows what he saw. The, I, I don't think because we can't figure it out that um, an alien spaceship is the most likely explanation. Yeah, I would stick that on my list of possible uh, explanations, but I would also put things like, you know, some kind of prank as being a possible explanation that was probably more likely than aliens. 
We don't have any evidence that uh, that aliens exist. So if you go for the things that we ha- that happens a lot versus the thing that we've never known happen, even if one thing seems a bit unlikely based on the individual personality, then yeah, you've really got to consider all the all the information here. Well, the prank explanation has been explored, and for various reasons, which are well documented, I urge you to to study up on that. Okay. They've been found wanting. It doesn't mean it was a spaceship. It could have been a test aircraft. How do you know? It could have been a test aircraft of some kind, and he's in a part of the country where things like that might have happened. I wouldn't dismiss the possibility here that some classic UFO cases were really test aircraft. Okay. I don't know, but it doesn't have to be a spaceship either. But if it's unknown, okay, let's figure out what the unknown is. If it comes to being a spaceship, that would require a lot of evidence far beyond just landing there, but demonstrating something that's way beyond what we could do. And maybe some of those naval cases fit there. But as I said, back to Sicaro, I think you're too readily dismissing things or posing options that have already been considered it doesn't mean it was a spaceship it means we don't know what it was i think you're uh, you're perhaps giving the eyewitness account too much there because you can't really rule out things like a hoax based on his eyewitness account because he could have greatly misperceived what he was looking at we don't really have physical evidence that it wasn't a hoax we just have his account that doesn't seem to fit with a hoax And we don't have physical evidence that it was a hoax, although that claim has been made. I wanted to jump away from UFOs because we understand where you are and where your point (laughs) of view is. And that is ghosts. People think they've seen ghosts. And the ready explanation is that it's got to be my dead Uncle John. And believe me, I never had a dead Uncle John, but just assume. (laughs) And and, uh, you go to a haunted house and that's got to be Uncle John. So the question I would ask here is, ghosts, every last event considered a ghost sighting has to be either a fake or something misinterpreted? What? Yeah, I again, I think it's one of those situations where we don't have a great case of evidence that shows like any particular event was actually a ghost. We don't have very good examples of people communicating from the afterlife. And we don't have situations where people have, you know, left sealed messages in a bank vault and then come back and told an investigator what was in that bank vault. We don't have things like that. Uh, Things that it should be easy to test if if people can communicate from the dead, they should be able to, you know, give information that only they would know. But we don't have examples of that happening. And we don't have very good photos or videos of ghosts. We have eyewitness accounts and we have lots of very plausible explanations for things like uh, like sleep paralysis. You know, people fall asleep and they start dreaming and they kind of half wake up and they can't move. This is something I've this happened to me. I've seen you know giant monster spiders descend from the ceiling whilst I've been paralyzed in my bed, but they weren't actually real. But I can certainly imagine if someone saw their uncle John in the bedroom when they were asleep, then yeah, they could uh, they they could think it was real. Uh, hallucinations are things that happen to people. We have more to talk about with ghosts, what could cause them 
Other than fakery, of course, with Mick West and Gene and Kurt, you're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, sleep paralysis. But people go to a haunted house Mm -hmm. and they look for things that have been reported there. It's not sleep paralysis unless one individual (laughs) is in bed and something happens, which we understand. But -hmm. when several people report something, it's not sleep paralysis. So either they're making it up or there's some other explanation. What else? I don't think uh, usually they're making it up. A lot of the time when people see a ghost, it's kind of, uh, I want to believe type thing. People go on ghost hunts because they want to find a ghost. Yes, like people go on these CE5 UFO uh, vacations because they want to see a UFO. And enrich the person who runs the excursion. But But we've already reported about that one. The ghost hunting stuff, I think, you know, it's it's almost like this this fun thing that you do. You go to a haunted house and you you try to speak to the dead. And a lot of people believe that they can sense the presence of a ghost and things like that. And then people become really primed to interpret anything that happens within that house as a ghost. And a lot of houses that are ghost houses are old houses. So they have creaky noises, they have drafts, they have doors that kind of blow closed, and they they have like areas of the house that get very cold. Uh, And they have lights that flicker. (laughs) They become haunted houses for actual physical reasons, but it doesn't mean they're actually ghosts. So, you know, we've got to look at the at the evidence. And I know a lot of people believe in ghosts. And a lot of times, like I said, it's because of personal experience. And that's you know, something that is, I can't really say that, you know, what happened to you wasn't real because it certainly seemed real to you. But if we're looking at it from a scientific basis, if we want to convince the world that ghosts are real, we kind of have to have a bit more evidence than just these personal experiences. We've got to have things. If you claim that ghosts can move objects, we've got to have some video of the ghost moving that object. And we've got to have scientists in there, you know, and people who know how to fake these things that prove, so they can figure out if it's real or not. I think if ghosts were real, it's such a big thing. You know, there's lots of people dying all the time, lots of people going to the, the next world. There would be evidence. And there really just isn't, unfortunately. Well, of course, as our listeners know, I've had some heart stuff done to me lately, dealing with blocked arteries and such. And it would be nice, of course, if I knew I was on the way out. I'm assuring you I'm not. If I was on the way out, I'd have some way of talking to people, you know, like Houdini or Jim Mosley or somebody. What about the question here, of course, is that people believe in things like that, talking with the dead. And Mm -hmm. is that something that's a positive belief can it cause harm a lot of the time i think no i think it's essentially you know, what i would describe as mostly harmless um i think 
where it could be harmful is if you get into such a state that you believe that you're being haunted and you believe that perhaps, you know, ghosts are talking to you or something like that. You know, you could perhaps convince yourself that things are happening when they're not. Or if you believe that, you know, say with UFOs, the government is covering up evidence of UFOs to an extent that you now can't trust the government about anything because you know that they're lying to you about UFOs. That can be kind of something that can have some kind of negative consequences in people's life if they they start distrusting science and they start distrusting the the government and they they start making decisions about things like their personal finance and their their health uh, based on these, these false beliefs then it can be can be a bit of a problem. But I think just simply thinking that there's a ghostly presence in your house, if you're not scared of it, it's not really a, a bad thing. Okay, those who run the reality shows. Yeah. Okay, in 43 minutes, you got to find the ghost. If you don't find the ghost in 43 minutes, there's no show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and we know that there have been legitimate efforts to run reality shows that they kind of screw up, like our one of our former co-hosts, Chris O'Brien, who's on a TV show called UFO Hunters. And he's been exploring strange events in the so-called Mysterious Valley. And he's written books about it. And they moved everything in this reality show to Sedona, Arizona, because I guess it's a sexier. You know, Sedona, you have the mystics mm-hmm. there and the crystal ball gazers and all that stuff and the psychics. So they changed the location of the events he was talking about with clever editing uh, and omission and basically distorted the story. Now, one of the hosts of the show was saying this is something the producers did that he would not have authorized or accepted. But regardless, this is an example where a reality show can really be destructive in terms of distorting a story, not just trying to fit something within the 43 minutes when making up facts like, was it Hangar 1, was it? The MUFON show. Was that Hangar 1, Kurt? Right. Okay. Hangar 1, MUFON. MUFON's supposed to be the premier UFO investigative body, and we've had our problems with MUFON, even though, as I said, Kurt and I tend to be positive about the possibility of UFO reality. But we also have people like that who take a story, go on commercial television, and they basically fake it. Yeah. And I guess with ghosts, you've got to find the ghost in 43 minutes. Yeah, it's a problem. It applies to a lot of these reality shows. People ones that really aren't about the supernatural. It's like they have to uh, sex it up. They have to make it more interesting to the audience because the, the goal of the show is not to do an investigation. The goal is to get people to watch the show. We know that shows that sensationalize are often more popular. You know, a show like Ancient Aliens is very, very popular, but you know, shows about SETI are much less popular because uh, people aren't interested in boring science. They're interested in actual aliens. They're interested in actual ghosts. If you just go do a show where... People go to a haunted house and nothing much happens other than some guy hears something, somebody else says they feel a bit cold. That's pretty boring. They've really got to add things to the show. And unfortunately, a lot of these shows do end up misrepresenting what's actually happening. Now, in a situation where they're going to see a ghost and maybe something weird does happen, do we assume somebody out there is just faking it for their benefit? 
That's a difficult one because we don't know. Uh, we don't know if someone is, is faking it. I would certainly suspect that. It depends what it is. A lot of ghost phenomena, like I said, are just old houses. And it's stuff that's going to happen anyway. Someone feeling cold, someone saying, thinking they heard something. You've got a, a vase jumping off a shelf, then that's a very different thing. So that's something that's either a very unlikely coincidence or it's a ghost, or someone pulled it off with a bit of fishing line, and it's probably the last one. Well, certainly in an old house, there are going to be noises because the various components of a house are worn and torn, mm -hmm. and maybe because of weather or surface conditions, they could be moving around and make some noise. So yeah. I can perfectly understand that, and it doesn't take away from whether ghosts exist or not. It may explain the individual cases here. Sure, we have more yeah. to talk about, and hopefully we'll have Mick hang out for our premium show because I want to ask more about other things like 9-11. But we're right now exploring the rabbit hole, and the book is Escaping the Rabbit Hole with Gene, Mick, and Kurt in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. The acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager who fatally shot two protesters and injured another last year, sparked protests in cities across the United States this weekend. In Chicago, civil rights advocate Jesse Jackson led a demonstration on Saturday through the city's downtown area. Hundreds of people could be seen in one video holding signs and banners marching down the streets. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis continues to take on tyrannical COVID policies and win, thanks to a recent law putting restrictions on companies that mandate the vaccine for employees, Disney has now dropped their vaccine requirement for employees. Any workers fired because of the vaccine mandate could be rehired. This is USA Radio News. The Biden administration has put it on American taxpayers to fund illegal immigration, drug and sex trafficking to the point President Joe Biden and border czar Vice President Kamala Harris should be sued for wreaking havoc on the United States, according to Representative Louis Gohmert, Republican of Texas, on Newsmax. It, it's just fortunate for Biden and Harris 
that they can't be sued as government officials because they have wreaked so much havoc in the United States. The U.K. Health Security Agency released its weekly COVID-19 vaccine surveillance report in England as of November 18th. The data was broken into 10-year age groups. From the age group of 50 and older, there were more COVID-19 deaths from people who were fully vaccinated than not. 2,823 total deaths were reported compared to 587 deaths who were unvaccinated. This is USA Radio News. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So here it is. Obviously, there's a big business out there for people who believe in ghosts. And the yeah. question I would always ask is, are the people who make money from that business really sincere they believe something's happening and they want other people to know or do they think let me see i could sell this many more books and therefore i should fake a few things what do you think i think it's a combination uh, i think there's a lot of people in um, kind of you know, mystical communities and uh, paranormal communities who genuinely believe in what they do they believe that they have these experiences and that they have some kind of special ability or special power where they can perceive things other people can't, or perhaps they can attract ghosts or attract UFOs. And they generally actually believe this. And there are people who set up business as things like psychics or ghost hunters who genuinely believe that what they're doing is, is you know some kind of paranormal thing. But I think there's also people who are frauds who don't believe what they're doing and just see it as a way of making money. But there's also probably kind of people somewhat in the middle, people who perhaps started out believing and then found that they needed to make things be a little bit more interesting to get more people. And so they added things or they kind of bent the truth a little bit. And then they perhaps moved more in the, in the fake direction. And they ended up being this strange mixture of believer and faker. 
I'm going to go out on a limb, and for anyone who's who's been in, you know interested in the conversation about ghosts and and maybe faking, there's a there was a book called Nightmare Alley. It was written by a fellow I don't remember his first name, Gresham, you know, quite some time ago, and he wrote the uh, a biography of of or maybe Ghost wrote a biography of of Houdini. Mm-hmm. They made a movie of the book. Uh, some time ago, and there's a new version. And if it's at all faithful to the book, I think everyone should see it. It's uh, it's about a man who joins a carnival and later is uh, is in paranormal investigations. And there are some excellent plot twists to it. So I'm, I'm really hoping they capture the spirit of the book. If you don't want to see the movie, try to track down the book. It was great. Nightmare Alley. Yeah, sounds very interesting. And uh yeah, I think a lot of these movies, they start out with it being everyone thinks that it's it's fake and there's nothing going on. But of course, it's a movie, so they have to sex that up as well. And uh, it will introduce a little bit of, of actual paranormal stuff as well. So I don't know what's going to go on in the movie, but uh, it's a fun topic, even if you don't believe in it. It's, it's something, it's lots of opportunities for interesting things to happen. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, just to... Just a- Talk about the movies for a minute. You know, whenever they adapt a a, a, a true story, alleged true story, there is always this. You know, just you know, you'd mentioned the the dramatic effects that they add into a reality show. Of course, it, that's much more so in the case of the movies. And and, and people have said the Amityville Horror, the the original novel, was highly fictionalized, and then the movie adds mm-hmm. even more layers of that. And so, you know, it's it's just. You know, it's 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 more imaginative and unreal than even a dream by the time they're done with it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a movie is different to a book. You know, in, in a book, you you kind of creating the scene yourself in your mind, whereas in a movie, the, they have to create everything for you. And so it naturally lends itself to making it much more visually entertaining and much more uh, kind of visually interesting. And so you've got to have fun visual stuff that actually happens, which means you've got to have in you know, this type of movie, you've got to have, have real paranormal stuff happening, which perhaps you know was could be much more hinted at in a book than, than you would in a movie. Well, the problem is even in movies where it is supposedly based on a real event, yeah. like Fire in the Sky example yeah the travis walton event they actually altered the description of the events for reasons required by the hollywood producer community yeah it's based on a true story uh, or an allegedly true story so but yeah it's it's yeah, anything that comes oh the jfk movie that's uh, <laughs> supposedly a true story but that, that's uh, that's they added a lot to that to make it a more entertaining film and of course, that happens with, with everything. You know, every, everything that Hollywood touches is going to become you know, more than it actually was in, in reality. Well, I'll give you an example here. There's a book in the 50s called Flying Saucers from Outer Space by Major Donald Kehoe. He's mm-hmm. a former Marine Corps major. You know who he was. And he was a pretty sincere guy. I knew him slightly. Shows you how old I am. And he wrote down a pretty credible account of unusual events. He believed in spaceships and whether you accept it or not is another story. But the point is he tried, as far as I could tell, to accurately portray the events that were conveyed to him. 
and to investigate these cases. Hollywood bought that book. Now, as you know, people who deal with Hollywood, unless you have some kind of production deal, the producers reserve the right to do anything they want with your book, okay? So a movie comes out in 1956, maybe 30 seconds of that movie covers UFO cases, kind of similar to what had been reported up till then. This is the movie suggested, suggested by Major Keogh's book. The name of the movie, do you know the name of the movie, don't you, Mick? You don't? Okay. I don't. Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Oh, right, yes. (laughs) Which is actually one of the best B-movies. Okay, one of the best B-movies of the time. Great special effects from Ray Harryhausen. But let's point out, obviously, that it was sci-fi, and Kehoe was mortified. He said so in one of his books. Hollywood's going to do a documentary, this is it. I also think the guy was terribly naive. As much as I actually like Kehoe, and I think he really tried to do the real thing, he was bamboozled by Hollywood, and you don't let that happen. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah Hollywood is, uh, is a beast, and it's going to just do what it wants. So it's, yeah, it's, unfortunately, though, people get a lot of their perceptions of reality from Hollywood. Yeah, a lot of the UFO culture is a reflection of, of these movies. Yeah, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Is had a big influence on people. It kind of a romanticization of UFOs. It was you know a reflection in some ways of what was going on with the interest in UFOs. But once you reflect that and turn it into a movie, it becomes this huge magnifying force. And uh, sightings of UFOs shot up after that. Same thing with shows like uh, the X Files. You know, when you start having movies and shows like you know Men in Black, things like that, you know every time something comes up, there's a big Hollywood production uh, about something. It it just boosts interest. Right, but does it mean that people are going to make it up because of the movie or because it's drawing attention to these experiences? If they had such an experience, they're now more inclined to report it. Now, with close encounters of the third kind, for better or worse. Dr. J. Allen Hynek, a real guy who mm-hmm. really investigated UFOs, gets a 30-second part at the end of the movie, things like that, where yeah. the French-speaking UFO researcher is based very, very loosely on Dr. Jacques Vallée. All yep. this came together to take something which is a sci-fi movie, nothing more than a sci-fi movie, and giving it the aura of authenticity. Now, it is said that Steven Spielberg is really interested in UFOs and might even believe there's a reality to it, but it will not stop him from making an entertaining movie and grossing a few hundred million dollars or a few billion dollars from it, which in this case is fine. And you could be interested in UFOs and still enjoy Close Encounters of the Third Kind and accept it, as kind of a fun ride, which it is, just saying. Yeah. We have Mick West. we got some more stuff to talk about. Kurt Collins is our guest co-host for this week. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Folks, looks like food shortages are here and going to stick around. Supply chains are breaking down and inflation is back with a vengeance. It's all part of the shortage economy. What used to be unthinkable is now in the headlines. Are you ready? Do you currently have a stockpile of emergency food at home? If not, go to MyPatriotSupply.com today and you'll find an emergency food kit that's right for you and your family. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in America, serving millions of families like yours. Pick up a three-month food kit that stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. The meals in the kit provide over 2,000 delicious calories a day. That's important when you need to survive. Order from MyPatriotSupply.com and your food will ship fast in unmarked boxes to protect your privacy. Don't wait for permission or more empty store shelves. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. MyPatriotSupply.com Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800 Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti Antiparasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. That's shop, S-H-O-P, super, S-U-P-E-R, T-T-E-A, dot com. So the complete website is shopsupertea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. 
That's shopsupertea.com at 818-984-6100. This is Big the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. We've got Mick West. As you see, he's a friendly, genial guy. As you see, I don't always agree with him on a lot of things, although, you know, I'm more in the middle than the extremes, the extreme believers who believe anything. We have the skeptics who don't accept anything. I think Mick, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mick, if you're hit with the right kind of evidence and you're shown there's no other explanation, you would accept some kind of quote-unquote paranormal reality. Am I correct? I am an evidence-based guy. So if someone shows me evidence that demonstrates that something exists, then I'm going to believe that that thing probably exists. So I'm not opposed to ghosts or UFOs or whatever just because of them being a weird topic. I don't believe a lot of things because of the lack of evidence. So if someone showed me evidence for these things, I would believe it. Of course, we all have different criteria of evidence, but let's talk about this universe in which we live. We have people who are skeptics like yourself and some who are, I think, far more extreme than you are. And then we have people who believe anything that goes on. Mm-hmm. And each one lives in a different universe, kind of like the political polarization. What do you think about that situation? How do we get skeptics and believers to understand each other and understand and learn from one another? I think we have to talk to each other, like we're doing right now. I think there's far too much, especially recently, going on where people are cutting off people that they disagree with. One of the benefits of social media is that it allows you to get into groups of of like-minded individuals to discuss topics that you are are mutually interested in. But it also has a side effect where you end up in groups and you don't get exposed to other people. And so the people in other groups kind of become others to you, you know, people that you never talked to. You have no idea what type of person they actually are. Someone who is a skeptic, someone who belongs to, you know, whatever skeptic society there is, might have a very negative opinion of people who believe in ghosts or UFOs. They could be scoffing and saying that they are fools. And people who believe in the paranormal and ghosts, UFOs and strange scientific things might think that skeptics are all just heartless fools who uh, are close-minded and uh, have a very bad opinion of them. But if you talk to people you know, on the other side of the fence or in the other group, you will find that they are just regular people. You can talk about the things you have in common and you can talk about the things that you disagree upon and you can gradually come to understand the other person and they can understand you and you can both perhaps move a little bit forward. But talking, I think, is what we need to do more of. Oh, by the way, listeners, we're going to talk about 9-11 and the conspiracies during our premium show after the Paracast, which is part of Paracast Plus. So if you're not a member, check out the Paracast.plus. I think there's too much to talk about there to focus on it now. In terms of the government investigation of UAPs, UFOs, 
Where do you think they should go? They're going to invest taxpayer money on it, whether it benefits one politician or more. Obviously, there's enough interest to keep something going. What should they do to straighten out this whole mess? I think it'd be great if they were more public about the actual investigations that were happening, if they could tell us about what they've actually been doing. We had this UOP report that came out. They said there was 144 cases. One of them was a balloon. The other 143, they don't know. But they don't tell us what they are. You know, sure, they're, they're not telling us because that's the default position. It's secrecy and everything. They don't want to tell us about the radar and everything. But they could tell us something. They could tell us you know, what types of things they were and what type of investigation they have done. It wouldn't be that hard for them to tell us a bit about what's actually going on. So I think more openness would go a long way to kind of clearing the air and giving people a better understanding of the overall situation. Yeah, but basically the report says they don't know what these things are. They basically appear to be saying they don't know. They can't say it's not spaceships, but they can't say Mm -hmm. it is. They can't say it's not completely possible test aircraft from other countries, although they kind of say, well, it's not those. I have one conspiracy theory, since we like conspiracy theories, that maybe some of this is to spook the Russians and the Chinese. Mm. Hey, maybe the Americans got something going on there, a secret weapon, and we got to watch out. Yeah, that's a possibility people have raised. I think it's kind of a, a very roundabout way of doing it. And they will probably do perhaps a bit better job of faking whatever it was if they, they wanted to, to do something like this. Uh, so I don't think the evidence of a super secret weapon is really particularly compelling. If it's not convincing all the American scientists, why is it going to be convincing the Russian scientists? It's, you know, it's a plausible theory, but I don't think it really stands up to what's actually going on. There is one former head of MUFON, James Carrion, who had a book called The Rosetta Deception, talking about ghost rockets and stuff from World War II and saying in the years after World War II, we were trying to spook the Russians about what was going on. And maybe that's the real answer behind Roswell. Not that it was a mogul balloon, but an effort to spook the opposition. Possible, but Roswell had it. No, it didn't seem like super scary in terms of what was actually going on. Like, would they spook the opposition by saying they'd recovered a flying disc? It's a bit vague as to what's actually being described there as, as something that would uh, frighten the Russians. Yeah, you frighten the Russians by suggesting you've advanced in technology. Now, sure, you could do that by saying you've you've recovered a flying saucer, but you know the better way to do it would be to actually fake some amazing technological phenomena like actual you know craft moving super fast which is something that we do actually hear accounts of you hear pilots say like you know this craft flew around my plane if we did actually have a craft that could fly around a plane that would spook the russians but the accounts aren't really very compelling so if they're not compelling us why would they compel them well obviously they were compelling enough in the naval cases to want to have this explanation and to want to have this research. The thing that bothers me so much about it is they come out with this report, which is very, very poorly written. And you and I know that how to write real stuff, as Kurt does, this was done really poorly, knowing that there was a lot of public interest, and they did the worst possible example of their investigative capabilities. I mean, it was really, really badly done. And they don't hold a press conference. They don't have somebody step up there Mm -hmm. and say, okay, I'm in charge of this. I'm the guy or gal who's in control of what's going on. I'll answer some questions for you. 
Yeah, I don't think that was a deliberate thing. I don't think they deliberately put out a bad report. I think they just, the UAP team didn't have very many resources and they were limited in terms of what they could actually discuss because they weren't allowed to discuss the details of any cases. So they essentially had to do an overview report. It was a bit surprising that it was so short. They could perhaps have gone into a bit more detail on things, but uh, perhaps because it touched on so many sensitive subjects, they wanted to keep it as, as short as possible so they could you know, simplify the clearance procedure. But I, you know, I agree, it wasn't, wasn't the best report. It's, it's kind of a, a nice short overview of the situation, but it's really lacking in detail. Hey, Mick West, please tell our listeners, if they want to know more about the things you do, where do they check you out? You can find me on my website, metabunk.org, or you can follow me on YouTube or Twitter at Mick West. And I assume Escaping the Rabbit Hole is available at all the usual offenders, right? It is, yes, anywhere where books are sold. And I also have a podcast called Tales from the Rabbit Hole, where I talk to a variety of people. There's quite a few UFO episodes, but there's a bunch of other topics as well. Hey, you can find us on Twitter if you look for The Paracast. Look for The Paracast on Facebook. Check out branded merchandise for Paracast listeners where we have the logos and the T-shirts and all that other good stuff at theparacast.shop. Theparacast.shop. Mick will be back with us on After the Paracast, our premium show. It's available strictly for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. Uncensored. You never know what's going to happen next. If you want to know more, check out theparacast.plus, theparacast.plus. If you use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, we give you a 20% discount on five-year and lifetime subscriptions to Paracast.plus. Mick West, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. Fascinating conversation. Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.